Now, this is an episode I've wanted to do for quite some time because it, for for me, it, there's been a lot of um, there's there's been a lot of controversy in terms of who should win the award and why they should win the award. Of course, by now, I mean everyone knows as far as the NBA is concerned. Um, the most coveted award is the, especially the, I mean, obviously regular season. It's the MVP, but I'm not concerned with that because a lot of people are talking about that. So I don't want to talk about like a topic that's heavily discussed like that. But instead, I'm looking at the George Mikan Trophy, the NBA Most Improved Player Award. It's very interesting. Um, like. I want to get my thoughts together while talking. Um, I'm looking at the odds here online, um, which keep fluctuating, of course. Um, FanDuel has a top four of Shea Gilgis Alexandra, Laurie McCannon, Jillian Branson, Therese Halliburton. Shay Gilgis Alexandra has the odds or the best odds at plus 105, McCannon plus 130, Jalen Ponson at plus 1600, um, Terry Burton at plus 1800. And then you go further down, I'll just read the names Kevin Herter, Jacob Potl, Desmond Bain, Anthony Simmons, Terry's Maxi. Michael Bridges, Domenta Subonis, Jared Van der Poel, John Tamari, Nicholas Claxton, Jalen McDonalds, D'Anthony Melton, Devin Vassell, Ivica Zuva, Jaren Jackson Jr., Jordan Poole, Paul Ball, Anthony Edwards, Dylan Brooks, Bema Debayo, Malik Monk, Max Struess, Cameron Payne. Yeah, going down here is just a bit... Um, yeah, I don't see the need to go down a bit. But for me it doesn't it doesn't really make sense like how far down the list Nicholas Claxton is. Um when when you look at how the Brooklyn Nets have been playing, I mean Nicholas Claxton has been the key. Um, defensively, of course, he's been the anchor defensively, and he has been phenomenal both sides of the floor. Obviously, um, let me as we are talking, I'm trying to go and look at his averages. His averages are not flashy, um, but when you watch Hope, you understand what he's doing. This season, he's played 38 games, and um, he plays 28 minutes per game. And he averages 11.8 points. Um, he shoots free, free throws at 47%, which is very bad. On two-pointers, he leads the league at 74%. And he obviously is shooting 5.3 uh, per game. Or he's making 5.3 per game. And three-pointers none, because I mean, he doesn't shoot threes. And obviously, uh, he's going to shoot 73% field goals and then rebounds he totals 8.3 rebounds 
uh, 5.9 at defensive and he gets 2.4 offensive rebounds per game. And assists 1.4, turnovers 1.2, he has 1.0.8 steals per game and 2.6 blocks per game. I think that is second or third highest in the league behind Giant Jackson Jr. and Bog Lopez. No, no, he's second in the league in blocks. Remember, he's first in field goal percentage and second in blocks. Um, his plus minus is uh, modest 2.1 and he has 11 double doubles. So for me, um, it, it really doesn't make sense how Nicholas Claxton is not at least top four. I don't understand... Um, Jalen Brunson being being so far like high in the in the in the rankings or maybe in the odds tracker and whatnot. I mean I get that he's went on this cute run he's been on where he's scoring a lot of points. I get that. But you look at where Brooklyn is, um Brooklyn is number two in the East. And for them to be number two, defensively, I think, I mean, we all know the the shortcomings of Brooklyn on the defensive end. And they've worked quite a lot to, 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 how do I put this? To change that. I think that they're top 10 in defensive rating. And a lot of that, a lot of that can be attributed to Durant and Claxton. Uh He's anchoring a top 10 defense in the league, Claxton. And obviously on a team that was probably number 24 in defense, uh, defensive efficiency. Obviously, it's not just him. It's Claxton, Durant, it's Simmons, and also Jack Vaughn. Uh, Jack Vaughn as a coach as well. But let's be honest here, man. Um, the, the, offensive, the offensive efficiency that... Nicholas Claxton has provided for Brooklyn is invaluable. In- invaluable. Because it's not like Brooks- Brooklyn has been blowing off opponents. So obviously, his, him going like 8 of 9 from the field, 6 of 7 from the field, every single night has probably played a huge part in Brooklyn being where they are right now. And I'm not sure about these because I don't want to give stats that are false. But I remember at one point, he was leading the league in dunks. So that also has to count. And Nicholas Lexton is not someone that you expected to, to to see having so much of an impact. But he is having that much of an impact. But it, the impact just extends far more like beyond scoring. It's also his defense and how he's been. I mean, that's what I've been saying since the episode started. And it seems like the league is going to, not even the league, the odd makers as well, they're going to reward people who score quite a lot. And... Yeah, it's quite disappointing. It's quite disappointing seeing that Jalen Brunson is ahead of Nicholas Claxton. I mean, look at the people that are ahead of Claxton. Desmond Bain has been injured for quite some time. He recently just came back. I don't know. Maybe again, you might you might say to me, but that's not what odds mean. Odds may mean the pro- projection and whatnot. But I'm like, still, I mean, I'd want... Claxton uh, to have the, the odds that are good at this moment, you know, because I mean, Dejounte Murray has has had a terrible season by his standards um, in Atlanta, and Jared Vanderbilt. Uh, 
I mean, obviously Utah are good, but I mean, he's not the main shining light. You can talk about the hierarchy as um, Laurie McKinnon, Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, Walker Kessler, even. I mean, Domantis Sabonis, yes, this is a guy that you can say most improved. But the other thing about Sabonis is he's multiple, like he's a two, three-time all-star, you know. Uh, obviously, it's very good that he's gelling with, he's making Sacramento a playoff team with Darren Fox. But would we say that he's improved? I don't think so. He's just went back to Domantis Sabonis. That's an all-star. Mikhail Bridges, no, shouldn't be higher than than Claxton. Because Claxton is at 120, um, 12,000 odds. And the people I've just counted now, Dejounte Murray, Jared Vanderbilt, Domantas Sabonis, Mikael Bridges, they're all at 10,000 odds. I don't get it. Someone needs to explain this to me. Tyrese Mixi just came back. He's at 12,000 odds. Um, or plus 12,000. When I say odds, uh, everything is in plus. Anthony Simmons is at plus 11,000. I mean, expected better from him this season, of course. Desmond Bain just came back, 11,000. Kevin Herter, plus 8,000. I can understand Kevin Herter being at 8,000. He's been balling. Um... And Sacramento is doing quite well. Jacob Putl, 8,000. I don't know yet. I haven't really paid much attention to him, so I can't really debate about this one. Um, But Jalen Brunson being so far ahead. I mean, him just being ahead of Therese Halliburton, it's a crime to an extent. Because right now we're talking about Therese Halliburton being an all-star. No one is even thinking of Jalen Brunson being an all-star. And to be honest, the numbers he's putting is putting, they don't really phase me. They don't they're not like numbers that that you would say, okay, I didn't expect this from uh Jalen Brunson. Let me go look. Let me go look at the standings in the East. New York Knicks is number six. I think these things are reflected too much based on ranking I mean, how did the Knicks get to sixth seed? How? We know they're not going to stay there, but how did they get there as well? I mean, it's quite, it's quite bizarre when you think about it, but it's fine. Um, let's go here. I want to look at Jalen Brunson's numbers. Um, Jalen Brunson. He split 41 games for 34 minutes per game. Um, he's averaging 22 points. Uh, free throws at 86%, two-pointers at 50%, three-pointers at 40%, field goals at 47%. Okay, I like these odds. No, I like these splits. Like very nearly a 50-40-90 guy. Rebounds, three rebounds a night. Assists, 6.4, leads his team in rebounds. One steal per game. Uh, plus minus at 2.1. Okay. Okay. I might have to apologize to him. I might have to apologize to Julian, um, Jalen Brunson. Okay. Maybe he's picking up then. That's where the odds are, are following because he's picking up. Because, I mean, before, 
Now, there hasn't been much about Jalen Brunson to write home about. But yeah, um, I just did a whole episode and at the end of the episode, I just discredited whatever I was saying before. But I still think Nicholas Claxton deserves so much uh, praise for where Brooklyn is and how he has improved as a player, both on the offensive and defensive side of the game. But yeah, this is one race I'll be monitoring very closely to see who gets the award. I have a feeling Shea will get it quite comfortably because, I mean, the numbers he's been putting are quite insane and the efficiency he's been putting is quite insane, especially on that Thunder team. Um, and usually these awards, I mean, look at Jamor and winning it over to John Timari. It can go to a player who becomes a first-time All-Star, you know, taking that jump into superstardom like Moran did last season. Um, obviously, Shea, most of us, I believe, like we believe that he's taking that jump into being a superstar. Um, and yeah, that's probably where the award is heading. Unless Laurie Makanen does something and gets a very nice seed for... Jazz in the playoff, and he keeps bowling at the way he's bowling. But yeah, it's been quite nice. Uh, the story of Laurie McCann in this season has been very, very, very nice. And yeah, I think he can be an all-star. I think he is an all-star. He is an all-star. I'll just put it out there. He's an all-star in my opinion. I'll make another video. Um, not a video. Why am I speaking as if I'm, I'm a YouTuber? I wanna, I'll make another episode just... Um, Telling you my 2023 All-Stars. Everything from the bench to the starters and the wildcards as they named them. And people who I think would have been All-Star um, and are not going to be All-Star and probably give reasons. I mean, Devin Booker is one. Like, it saddens me that Devin Booker is not going to be an All-Star this this year. It, it, it's almost unfair. It's almost unfair. I mean, now I'm, I'm, I'm talking about another episode entirely, but I mean, who cares, man? I can talk about whatever I want as long as it's basketball. I'm talking about basketball, yeah. But there's, there's a lot that's happening. And yeah, I'll make another episode. And yeah, check that out. Peace.